And I understand why. Seeing those preachers with handkerchiefs, chiefs, I understand why it's for if you sweat, eh? <laughs> After uh, praising like that. Um, I remember one morning, uh, I, I was standing here in front, and I had quite a, um, I felt quite weighty, felt quite um, disconnected. And when the praise started, and the worship started, I, sorry, we're just standing here because we realize we're growing. And so people at the back, so you can see us as well. Um, and so we, I was standing here and I was like wrestling, um, and I think it was really the, the wrestle between the flesh, my flesh just wants to go, uh, feel sorry for myself and point fingers and, um, and, and whatever's happening. And, and the spirit was going, well, glorify Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and I, and I, and I had this wrestle and I, and I went, ah, I don't want to. <laughs> And, uh, and I remember uh, what Monet said once uh, to, to us is, you know, you don't always feel like it. And your flesh doesn't want to feel like it. But sometimes it takes a physical action of lifting your hands or jumping or walking through the door. <laughs> and uh, and it, might, it might look silly, but, you know, sometimes we have to really just from the outside just push and, and, and the Lord does the rest. And it's not like we, we're, we're faking. I think sometimes we're so scared of of faking it that we don't do it at all. And so we, what, what Emsley did this morning is really just, hey, you might feel different this morning. You might be tired after staying up late. Um, but but let's, let's worship God. And, and, uh, and I really believe that this morning God's, God's presence, when you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit lives in you and dwells in you, believes that. And um, and so his presence is is with us, uh, but 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 the thing is, sometimes we forget or we get caught up in different many other things, and 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 I, and I feel like the Lord just wants this morning to bring us back to this place of remembering that His presence is with us. You know, they call Jesus God Emmanuel. That means God with us, and so He came to Earth to dwell with us, and He sent His Spirit to be with us. And Jesus says, I never will, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Who believes that? That's a promise, eh? And it's the truth. Whether you, you, you feel it or not, Jesus says he'll never leave us or forsake us. So you don't need, I think sometimes we, we, we wait for a goosebump <laughs> to, um, to praise or to worship. I felt I just feel in the spirit like there's something I just hit there. Have you guys heard, like, the presence is here? Who has heard that before? Well, we had it this morning. <laughs> Thank you. I think some of us might have a, a, a misunderstanding of what the presence of Jesus is. I heard somebody, I watched a video, and the lady said, oh, what did she say? Something like, you're going to speak presence. Or, I don't know. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> Where is a, who can I use? I don't want to use Greg. I use Greg too much. Safe, come here. Come here. This is your moment, bro. On the stage. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is safe. Um, Aidens and Alicia's young, oldest one. Just wave to the people. Joking, bro. Joking. So, um, so, who of you agrees that in this moment, 
I'm in Seth's presence? Nobody. Even though you see it. Hey? I'm in Seth's presence. Seth is here next to me. And he has blessed me with his presence by standing next to me. But I'm here. If Seth is outside of this building at home, and I'm at my house, then I'm no longer in Seth's presence. Very practical. All this, uh, my over, he's like making it to, it's, uh. so, 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 so what can happen with, with me and Seth is I'm still in Seth's presence. I'm just a little bit further away. Yes? Now I'm a little closer. But does it change that I'm in his presence still? Because he can still speak to me. You can still speak to me, eh? You want to speak to me? <laughs> Hello, Francois. Yes. Yes, safe. Hello. <laughs> um, that's why I didn't want to invite Greg, because he's too sensitive if I make these jokes with him. But anyway. So, so... So now I'm standing next to Seth. Now Seth can put your hand on my shoulder. I'm in his presence, but now I'm experiencing his hand on my shoulder. So if my eyes is closed, take it off. I'm in Seth. Does it change that I'm in Seth's presence because I can't see him? Okay? Put your hand on my shoulder. Now I'm seeing it because I'm feeling his, his hand. Now he can also give me a hug. I'm going to come in. Thank you. So now I'm like, it's the one side up. I'm not a girl, so you can give me both. Girls and boys, side hugs. Especially, anyway. Um, So, but now I can feel him even more. And so, the, the, the reality here is, if Jesus says he's worth us, we don't see it because of circumstances or whatever's going on and you're, you're distracted or whatever. And you don't experience his hand on my shoulder or you don't see him because you're focused on other things. It doesn't take away from the fact that he's with you. And then sometimes what, you know, the Lord, he does, he's God. So sometimes it's this type of presence. I know you're with me. He speaks with me. Sometimes it's a, I can feel him on me. I can feel his hand is on me. I can feel him with me. Sometimes it's that type of presence. But the fact is, the truth remains that God is with us. And his presence, even with the Holy Spirit inside of us, remains with us. Thank you, Seth. You guys can give him a hand because it's a big, it's a big test. So the mistake that we make many times is because we don't experience God, we go, God is not with me. And when we see someone experiencing God, we go, well, he must be with him and not with me. And so God really, I believe he's a God of truth. He's with me. But I also, and many times what the mistake I made, because I became a little bit, um, I don't know, I need to find a good word for this, but I saw fake stuff on the internet many times, and then I become, um, 
not gullible, Greg, no. <laughs> I become skeptical, and I go, nah. I remember God corrected me once. I was, stand, I was sitting at my desk, reading my Bible, taking all the knowledge in of God who He is, and the Lord convicted me and said to me that you've made me a head thing and not a relational thing. But it's both. Because God, we need to know God, and the only way we know God is through His Word. But we also have to know God through relational. But many times we go into our quiet time, we open up the Bible, and I go like, uh, like this morning, I was like, uh, okay, I need to focus, I need to... Uh, it's like a wrestle. Who's ever experienced that wrestle in your secret place? You go like, uh, and then you just want to give up and go out. But when you go into your secret place, the reality is he's with you. He's listening. And so I can't always, sometimes my, my love language, my, my wife or I'm, is physical touch. I, she wants me to hold her hand, look into her eyes, tell her how beautiful she is, because <laughs> she is. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, and in in other times, it's just a conversation. Other times, we're in the house together and we're here, but we're still in one another's presence. And so, what am I encouraging you with? I'm encouraging you with that God has promised that He will be with you. So when you feel tired or overwhelmed or when you're on the mountain and you feel great or whatever, do not lose fact of this matter that God is with you. And sometimes he will touch and sometimes he will be with you. But don't compare because you, my wife, she can testify for herself, but she's, she had this struggle like, why does it look like this for some people and not for me? Comparison is the thief of joy. And so when we want to walk with God, we need to know that He's with us. And whatever you are going through, will you see Him, will you feel Him, will it not? He's with you. But we need to contend for that as well. We need to contend for the touch. We need to contend for the relationship. And we need to contend for the truth as well. Are you guys with me? Or is that way too simple and I'm like oversimplifying it? I, I simplify. Thank you. Simplizing, simplifying. <laughs> I'm actually Afrikaans. So I said to my. I said, <laughs> so when me and my wife started dating, we. Um, uh, Charles and Charmaine. Charmaine, uh, one of. Our, uh, yeah, anyway, friends. is in the church. She said to Nadine, I can't believe you're going to date the Soti. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> and then when I started working at my previous job, they said, they don't know how they're going to work with me because I'm English and they're very Afrikaans in Albertina, very Afrikaans. And, um, but that's just because they looked at me and think I'm English. And then I was like, okay, I, I look English, I sound English. And then the other day I made the mistake to listen to a preach of myself and I went like, oh, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> I'm not as English as I thought. <laughs> The Bible says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, eh? So, <laughs> and so, and so um, this morning I really want you to, I feel the Lord wants to touch your heart this morning. I feel God wants to do something very specifically in our hearts. And that's 
regarding him being with us, are we still excited to meet with him? It's a good question, eh? Are we still expectant when we come to meet with him? I remember uh, in, when I was in Bible school, we, Mervis, and if you know Mervis, he sings very nicely. Um, he's a great gift, one of the elders within Josh Chain. Um, amazing gift if you just want to experience the love of God. It's something that's broken up in his own life. And, and as he's broken it open in his own life, people taste as they come to the well. And I remember in Bible school, he came and I heard about Mervis. And I said, this is amazing. And Mervis comes and he worships and we worship. And, and it's this moment and Jesus, but I'm like, I don't, I'm not experiencing anything. And I, I was a guy, I just, I just wanted to experience the whole time. And it's good, but it can also be cloud your judgment because the truth is God is with you. And so I've been like oh, fighting this thing and, and I'm pushing through and when you're in Bible school, worship sessions is like two hours long. <laughs> so you're like, ah, and now it's like, and then Mervis goes, yeah, just if you want to stay longer, you're welcome. Otherwise, for the rest of us can go. And I remember hearing the story about just pushing through to Jesus, even though if I don't see him right now, even though I don't feel him now, I know he's here, but I want the touch. I want the touch, man. I'm like, I want the touch. And I'm pushing and I'm pushing and I'm pushing and people start leaving. And I'm like, Lord, even though, I, like, it's not about the experience, it's about you. That's you I want. That's the other thing, yeah? We can f want the experience, but we forget about the person. We don't marry to have the experience. We marry the person. Okay, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. Because <laughs> you can go down and you can put yourself in a, in a hole there and then you're not going to get out. So I'm like there and I'm like, Jesus. And, and then the Lord did an amazing thing. He blessed me <laughs> and he touched me. Even though everyone walked away and I kept on pushing, kept on pushing. Not that I'm working something up. I'm not working to be in his presence because by the blood of Jesus... You have been reconciled. You have been in relationship. And so it's not something that you fight for, but it could be something you contend for. And I'm like, I want the touch. I want the touch. And then as people started leaving, the Lord did this. Touch me. And uh, well, it probably wasn't a good prayer because that took another two hours of, <laughs> of just laughing and enjoying the Lord. And the <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, and so I went and I just laughing, going to bed laughing, just the Lord all over me. And I contended for it. I feel some of us, we, we're there, we're like, I've given up. I want to say contend. For some of us, we want the experience and it's all about the experience. I want to tell you, remember the person that's with you. And the truth is that God's with you. His presence is here with you. He's with us this morning. But are we still desiring God? Are we still desiring God? I'm going to show you this. Um, and, and, and we've heard this passage many times, many times. But I want you to look at it fresh. I want to show you something different just here. But I also want to say that I really feel God wants to touch individual hearts this morning. So as I'm speaking, don't, don't pull out. Sit, 
Lord, I, if you, just open up your hands in front of me, of you. <laughs> Lord, I, 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 I ask, Lord, that this morning the truth will come and will set us free. But I'm also praying for hearts, Lord, that feels dry and hardened, Lord. That you would touch those hearts, Lord. And God, that we won't have, an, like Emsley mentioned, a specific expectation how it will look like, Lord. Because you are God and you know what we need. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you to just come in this moment. Just where you are at. Just invite him to come and to minister to you. This is not about me. This is not about a good preach. This, this is about the Lord wanting to connect with you this morning. And just for a moment, before I speak, before I go on, as your eyes is closed, become aware of the truth that His presence is here, that God is dwelling with us right now. Even if your heart doesn't believe it now, just think of that truth. God is with us. And ask the Lord to make it a reality for you. Thank you, Jesus. So in Revelation 2, verse 2 to 4, um, Jesus is writing to the, to the churches. And he says this, uh, Revelation 2, 2. He says this, I know your deeds, your hard work, your perseverance. The churches have been through persecution. There's bad doctrine that came in. Winds of doctrine that's destroying it, pulling people away, and they're persevering. They're pushing through the bad doctrines and holding on to the truth. And they're persevering through persecutions. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men. There it is. That you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not, and have found them false. You have preserved and have endured hardships. Just leave it that screen there. For my name, and have not grown weary. You have preserved Preserve the truth and have endured hardships, persecution for Jesus' name and have not grown weary to keep it there. Who agrees that that is good? This is good. This is the church that Jesus wants us to be. To not grow weary of doing good. To not grow weary in the midst of, of uh, hardships and craziness and persecutions and what we see. To hold fast to the truth. You've been saved, not by good works, by Christ's sacrifice, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, but you've died for good works. And so he's died so that you and I can belong to a body to serve one another and use the gifts and the grace that God has given us. And so this is good. And in the next verse he says this, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Now, I want to submit to you that don't look to the first two verses and go, do not forsake your first love. I don't have to. 
this is a, this is good. This church is doing so well. I'm looking at Mary and Martha. You know the story? Jesus comes into the house. Mary sits at the feet of Jesus. Martha goes to the kitchen and works and does stuff. And we go, oh, Martha is the bad one. We shouldn't do, we should just be with the Lord. And yes, that's true. But God has also called us to do good works. Martha's mistake here was Jesus was only going to be here once. And this was a moment for her to sit at his feet as well. And so Martha's not wrong. But the best, the better option or the better choice in that moment was to sit at Jesus' feet. Because when Jesus left, she could have gone on and done the good work. And so what I want to show you through Revelation here is that's good. That is how the church must look like. But the problem is when we just work, 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 work out of no overflow, no relationship with Jesus, no love, no sitting with him and receiving from him, then we start going dry because the good works become dead works. You see, so only in Jesus, relationship with Jesus, becomes good works. But outside of that, it becomes dead works. Because now we're just doing, I found myself like that many times. I'm going through the thing, I'm pitching up on a Sunday, doing the thing that I should do, go to band practice, do what I need to do, da -da -da, ticking the boxes, and I'm still like, I'm just like doing this. I think that's what he's saying there is, You've forsaken your first love. You've done it. But you need to also hunger and be with Jesus. It's like that's what Jesus did. We see Jesus going early in the morning to the mountaintop to be with the Father. Why? Not to get, you know, sometimes we could go to Jesus to clear our minds and, and we've messed up. We haven't done it at the time. Okay, quick five minutes and okay, now I'm good again. No, Jesus knew that he had to sit with the Father because the Father gives approval, the Father gives acceptance, the Father gives truth, the Father gives mission direction. Which the Bible says he did nothing outside of that which the Father told him to do through the Holy Spirit. And so it's important for us to sit with him and listen and look upon him. And, and, but when we go into our quiet times, to sit and read our Bible, is it a good work or a dead work? Because a good work is, oh, Lord, I need to read this because I want to know you. You know, that's what the Bible is. It points to Jesus. I want to know you. Not, I have to work something up so to get his, <laughs> to just be right with him again. No, I want to. It said this about A.W. Tozer, Tozer, Tozer. Um, his secretary knew that there was a certain time that he put out. A great writer, great theologian, great guy. There were certain times that was put out for him to be with the Lord. He made this hour, two hours, no phone calls, no interruptions, nothing. You don't even knock on my door. It's, it's, I need to sit with the Lord. And the beautiful thing that's said about him is he, he, he went in and when he, uh, he actually invited a friend or a, I don't know who with him in once, one time to pray with him. And the, and the friend writes and he says, as A.W. Tozer sat down and he said, Jesus, something, I can't remember the exact words, but something like Jesus, 
we're here for you. He said the presence of the Lord came like. Because Tozer, he was a great theologian, but he knew how to walk with Jesus as well. Are we expectant to meet with Jesus? Or are we just doing the things because it puts a tick to list? When you come into your secret place, come into that time to sit with him. Number one, do you have time? I've heard guys say, I do it as I go, as I drive, as I do. That's good. That's fine. Me and my wife, we also drive and go. But then you have those moments where you sit, you listen, you speak, you look. Those moments are also important. And I want to encourage you that if you don't have those moments, to make time because Jesus wants to meet with you. He wants to fill you because from that place, rivers of living water comes up. If not, it's a dry well. Who's, who's going to get water from a dry well? No one. That's impractical. <laughs> so how are you a dry well this morning? Or are you filled this morning? L rivers of living water. If you feel dry, then I want to I submit to you that you haven't looked at him, sat with him in a while. And it's not to bring condemnation, not to make you feel bad and to run out here and go, uh, but it's God calling you to this place and say, remember your first love. I want you to do these things, but I want you to first start here. Because when I spend time with Jesus, I want to love people. <laughs> you know you can't love without Jesus, you know that. Like, oh, it's Jamie. You can't, you can't love all right. So discipline, we're going to practice this now. So what you do in this moment is, no, I'm joking. <laughs> so I said, as you afklim, then can you story by the eyes kijk. Okay. That's, that, that's parenting. You bribe your children. <laughs> Help me, Lord. <laughs> maybe it was prophetic. Maybe it's maybe the Lord's telling you this is how we should run to the Father. He won't tell you to go. <laughs> you got a story, cake. <laughs> you can do all the right things in church or in life, but if you lose the connection. It's going to become difficult. <laughs> like when, when we, uh, before we started leading here, um, Monet said to me, to me like we were in a conversation with someone else. Monet said, I don't know how anyone can do an elder or lead or whatever if they don't, have, if they don't spend time with Jesus because it becomes difficult. And the, and the thing is, if we start leaning on our own understanding, we can actually make do damage. And so we have to have time with Jesus. I'm going to say, not just for us, but for all of us, is we can do damage in relationships and not see and start speaking stuff and do stuff because we lost connection. I remember in, um, in, uh, in, in Bible school, 
I, I, I never, I was like, I asked a, a guy who walked with me, I asked him, how do you spend time with Jesus? Skulk, Skulk from the Vestas, and they, they wrote the song, him and his wife wrote, I Bow Low and Treasure in the Field. Amazing couple, awesome, love them, so encouraging. When I look at them, I go like, just one more of Jesus. But he said to me, um, I, I asked him, how do you spend time with Jesus? Can I just sit in the corner and watch what you do? So I was like, you have to do A, B, C, or do you have to do B, D, E, or do you have to one, two, I don't know. It's like confused. i like, I don't know how. And he gracefully said, yes, I can, but I never did. <laughs> but um, I remember wrestling this thing through, and I'm like, how do I, I don't know, I don't understand it now, I'm going to sit alone, and it's awkward, I don't hear anything, I'm like a Bible, you know, what's going on here? And I remember we were worshiping the one morning, <laughs> The Lord, the Lord, you know, the things of Jesus are very simple. So he just came to me and, and the Lord said to me, as I was wrestling in worship, he said to me, just spend time with me. <laughs> and you know it's the Lord when you go, wow. <laughs> it's obviously. And I go, and I, I, I go to guys, you know what the Lord just said to me? You just spend time with him. And they go, yeah. <laughs> you know that's a revelation when a simple truth like that hits you and you go like, and that changed everything for me because I realized when I walk in in the morning and I sit with him, it's to spend time with him. In the word, I read. It's like somebody said to me, you, 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 you look, where do you find God in that moment? So sometimes I read the word and it goes, and I go, oh, jeez. And I said, and I'm like, in the word, sometimes it's worship. I, I sit my guitar and I, and I just, I just love on him. And I just, wow. And so it's not A, B, and C. Because Jesus is not a robot. Ching, ching. And it comes out. No, he's a person. What does that mean? He's got emotions, feelings. He's close to us. He speaks to us. And so when you go in to spend time with him, you go in to spend time with him like you would do with anyone else. Some guys from Bible school, we were young and uh, not so wise and we did a lot of funny stuff, but um, not, that, not that it's funny, but he felt, <laughs> because it might sound funny to some of you, but he, the, this person felt he needs to make a cup of coffee for Jesus and a cup of coffee for him. And that's what the morning that he said. That's what he felt the Lord said to him. And that's how he spent time with him. But he spent time with him. And it's like you go, in Proverbs it said, make thus the Lord coffee in the morning before you spend time. No, the Lord spoke to him. And so I really want to encourage you. I want to ask you again this question. How's your heart feeling in this moment? Is your heart, I'm expectant to meet with God. I want his presence. I want to know him. You know, I, I gave a definition of presence. I want to be with him. Whether it's a touch, whether it's an arm, whether it's just speaking, whether it's just being silent before him. Because it's like sometimes it's in the, in the silent moments. I want to be with him. Is that your heart this morning? Or is your heart ABC? I have to do church on a Sunday, I have to do common on a Wednesday, and I have to be on duty or whatever. 
what is your heart? Do you still love him? Do you still gaze? Do you go, I want you, Lord. I want to be with you, Jesus. I'm going to take this time and put it aside just to be with you, Lord. Because that's what he's called us to firstly. And then good works. But to start from that place where we are living water, wells that's full of life. Because life, the world can tell you that if you buy this thing, if you do this thing, if you achieve this thing, if you marry this person, that's where the life is. I want to tell you, no, that's not true. You will never find life outside of Jesus. True life. Never. And so if you feel dry and you feel there's no life, Jesus. Jesus. This is simple, guys. This is like very, like it's like, but we need to return to this, the simplicity. You know, the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. What does that mean? Because David messed up. Yes? He was standing on the balcony. He should have been in war. He should have done something. He looks at a woman. He sleeps with her. The baby comes outside of marriage. He kills the guy, the husband. Like at that moment, you should like, probably felt like there's a point of no return. He just messed up or sin to sin, sin, sin. But still the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. You know, David repented after that. He turned. But why is he a man after, uh, man after God's own heart? Let me, I want to show you in the Psalms quickly. This one Psalm that just really wrecked me. It says, uh, Psalm 27 verse 4. He says this. One thing I ask from the Lord. One thing. He can ask many things, but he says one thing. This is the most important thing I want to ask of the Lord. This is what I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To what? To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. We're in a new covenant no longer do we have to go to a temple to do a sacrifice of the high priest. God is with us. To gaze, to dwell. And the interesting thing about this is, <laughs> in verse 3, I have an iPad, let me quickly just read this for you. Because that's the thing that wrecked me. What was that? 34 verse 4. What was the? 27 verse 4. I also have a physical Bible next to me, but this is quicker. He says this in verse 2, just before verse 4. He says, When evildoers assail me to eat my flesh, my adversaries and foes it is who stumble and fall. Whose flesh was ever to be eaten by someone else. <laughs> this guy is facing people that wants to eat his flesh and kill him. They want to kill him. For an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. He's in a place of like turmoil. Like it's crazy. People are encamping him, want to kill him. It's craziness. And he says, but one thing I ask. When you're in trouble, when you feel I can't anymore, when you have an offense, when you, when you are upset about something, when you see injustice, when you are going through, you don't have money, when you, whatever, what is the one thing that you ask of the Lord? Is it to fulfill that need? Or is it to 
see his face. Because I want to submit to you that from that place will give us perspective over this. Because many times we want to have an answer to the perspective. And we miss Jesus and we get the wrong perspective. And so David sees this very thing. He desires this very thing. To be with Jesus. And it, we're in a greater covenant. David says, I want to dwell in his house. I want to be in his temple. Is that your heart's desire this morning? Because I feel the Lord is bringing us back. He's asking us. He wants us to be in that place where we desire him again. I want to dwell in his presence. I want to be with him. I remember many times where I went to bed at night. And I was, all I wanted to do is wake up so I could spend time with Jesus. This sounds very spiritual and very amazing. It was a time in my life and may the Lord bring me back to that excitement. But are we still excited to meet with Him? Psalm 63 verse 1 to 2, hear this. Oh God, you are my God and I long for you. Maybe just put that. I'm going to read this version quickly. I know that says desires. I just want to read you this from the good news. He says, I long for you. Are we still longing? My whole being desires you. Like a dry, worn out and waterless land, my soul thirsts for you. Let me see you in the sanctuary. Let me see how mighty and glorious you are. That's why David was a man after God's heart. Because he first. He longed. He knew that Jesus was the answer. God was the answer for him, for his soul's longing. He knew that before he could be a king of Israel and before he could do all the great things that God has destined for him, he wanted to start in this place and he wanted to continue in this place. My soul longs for you. It's a longing. It's a desire. That our hearts, I feel the Lord wants to bring us back to that. And, then, and, and as I come to an end, and, and we're going to respond from here. I want you just to, as you sit and listen, just as the Lord's working, what is He, what is he asking of you? Are you? Is He saying, hey, I want to bring you back to that place? Is there some of us that's hearts, we don't believe that God wants to come close to us. Because he wants to bring truth. He wants to do something in an individual's heart this morning. We're going to respond to this after the preach. But as I land in closing, I also want to say this. Because I think my greatest, one of the greatest uh, revelations this year for me was that the Bible is plural and not individual. What does that mean? It means that God desires a people to be his people. A place where he dwells. Not just individually. Because yes, there's a space and we have to spend time individually with God. But corporately, here, with us. With us. And so I want to ask this. When we come to meetings, do we have that desire? When you came through the doors this morning, was your desire, I'm going to see something of Jesus through the people around me? I'm going to hear testimonies and things of Jesus that's going to stir my heart through the people around me. 
I'm going to come and worship and see something of Jesus. Because there's something that happens, and I have no theological thing, point that I can put this on. This is what the Bible says. But for me, when we come together, there is a, even a greater sense of God with us. And I think it's because this is his plan, that we will be his dwelling place. Not a temple. We, us. As we come and we bring our giftings and our graces and we speak to one another, encouraging one another, telling our testimonies, something of Jesus that stirs our hearts to love more and to love him more. I want to quickly share this testimony through my wife, but now she's not here. Nadine. <laughs> she's in the baby room. She's going to run now. Okay, let me tell my story before I tell her story. She can tell Liffy. Oh, that's amazing, eh? That's how, that's how good our relationship is, Chief. <laughs> um, eh? Happy anniversary. Yeah, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. It was like a thank you. Morning, everyone. Um, yeah, so Francia just asked me to share um, a testimony from my baby shower that was some time ago. Um, so yeah, I, d I knew about the baby shower coming up. Um, it wasn't a surprise or anything. And um, yeah, normally with like birthdays or baby showers, you kind of like think, oh, am I going to enjoy it? It's like, what, are, what presents are people bringing? And it's kind of like, maybe it's just me, but it's a little bit about yourself. Um, and sometimes, yeah, and, and the baby, but like with, <laughs> I'm thinking more like about birthdays, like I sometimes have like big expectations, like Francia's gonna make breakfast and like <laughs> give me all the gifts that I wanted the whole year and, and sometimes that brings disappointment because you like kind of putting stuff on people to bless you, um, but it's because you're like focused on yourself. And I realized with my baby shower coming up, I'm a little bit focused about like on myself because I'm thinking, what am I going to wear? What dress? And you want to look pretty. And uh, so anyway, with that in mind, um, on the morning of the baby shower, um, I just had my quiet time. And um, I just struggled with some things in my heart and I just brought it to the Lord and um, just also forgiveness about stuff. And you know, I just spent time with him. There was nothing like major, like... I didn't feel the touch. <laughs> um, and he could just align my heart with his. And um, it was almost, uh, yeah, in that moment, I was just, yeah, Lord, this day is not about me. It was almost just this thought, obviously, the Lord speaking to me. And, um, and I just gave the baby shower over to him. And I said, Lord, do whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, just use me. Help me to love people. Help me to love you. And yeah, so I almost just, yeah, I gave it over to him, and um, yeah, on the morning, it was a lovely morning with lots of ladies there, and um, they prayed for me and the baby, and we received some words and encouragements, and then um, Irina asked if she can pray for the other pregnant ladies there, and I'm like, yeah, sure, so um, we started praying for the other ladies, and then there was like a, a public tongue and an um, interpretation, and um, yeah, we could minister to one another. It's still coming. 
<laughs> yeah, so we, the ladies just started ministering to one another, and then there was a deliverance, and um, other ladies experiencing the Lord, and the Lord's presence broke out, and it was like church happening right there. And in that moment, I could be like bitter and think, whoa, <laughs> I actually wanted more prayer. Or, but the Lord, <laughs> the Lord really prepared my heart because I was willing to, I was open to his plan and his way. And I was like, Lord, use this moment for your glory. And um, his kingdom could come. And so many other ladies received encouragement. And, you know, and after that, I opened some gifts and there was still deliverance happening. And it was really cool. So I think um, the, the key part also is like just spending that time with the Lord. Otherwise, you actually miss what he wants to do and um, being open to what he wants to do and surrendering your plans to him. And, and then it makes space for him to move. So, and so it's, it's that very thing, because we sometimes when we come here, it's just, what do you call it? Nasal gazing. gazing. Navel. Both. Nasal, navel. But, but really that thing of when I come, do I expect to see him? Do I expect to encounter him? Again, the touch, the voice, the just being with him. And bring people together because Jesus didn't die just for you, but he died for us. And so he's called as a people. When he makes a promise with Abraham, he makes it for a nation, not just for Abraham. And so God wants to encounter us. And he wants us to be hungry and desire his presence. When we sit alone with him. And just be with him. And when we're here together, at a meeting, at a leader's meeting, at a worship, at a Sunday, whatever. But Jesus wants us that he's our first love. And from that place, overflow. And then my wife, she's pregnant. <laughs> so she, she doesn't sleep well at the moment. Well, she always struggles a little bit with sleeping. And she said to me, now sometimes we've got this thing that we in the morning wake up and drink coffee and bed together and then she wants me to ask her how did she sleep <laughs> as I ask it but sometimes I forget or I don't sleep well and then I don't ask the question she's like I, I like it when you ask me how did I sleep and then the other day I asked her how did she sleep she's like are you asking it because you must or because <laughs> <laughs> and so it's the same thing it's like because I care, because I love, I ask her. Not because I must. Well, the ladies is both. <laughs> but it's, so with God, is we don't do these things to get his approval or to, because we must. Because you must. But, first relationship. And that overflows out of it. So can we stand together? Um, where's Hintas or someone sees where? Can we close our eyes? And I just want you to... 
There's one thing that I want you to hear this morning is this. God desires us to spend time with Him and to be an overflow from that place into the good works and the things that He's called us to do. Because Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey me. But He also says this, that all of the prophets, all of the commandments is summed up in this, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. And so we start with that place, loving Jesus, loving Jesus, loving Jesus.